Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Hey, it's late morning. Good late morning, everybody. <laughs> I just keep, uh, I hear that intro and it says, wake up, everybody. I'm thinking, everybody should well, be well awake by now so that we shift to the time zone. I don't know about that. You don't I, don't, so? I really don't know about that. I think it, well, it depends on if you're, you know, on the western half of the U.S. because mm-hmm. it's like nine and eight. Yeah. There. And eastern half of the U.S., it depends on whether or not, I mean, sometimes it takes people a long time to wake up. I suppose. I yeah, I, I guess. you know. This kind what of I'm thing. hearing is you want to stick with the intro that we have. <laughs> well, we haven't had any complaints yet. Yeah, so I gotcha. did, That sounds good. Um, happy Wednesday. I hope everyone had a really <clears throat> great Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, we uh, we had a um, uh, our Valentine's Day was just like super, super, super low key and chill. Um, Jim brought. You had a major. Uh, weather oh, yeah event. yeah he was uh jim and his mom were supposed to head out of town to go do her after um two-week check after her surgery and uh got turned around yeah um because it, the wind was so bad that it was 80 80 mile an hour plus like like documented at 80 plus so yeah uh, and and a lot of the fields in this country are are you know open dirt right now, so it's just dust. Well, you, you think about you know the pictures you've seen for the dust bowl when the dust bowl was a thing. This is what they were experiencing. Yeah. It's something Except very semi trucks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> a whole team of horses and a and a plow. That yeah. you know that no, that was... wasn't as scary as having a semi truck come plowing in behind you. Yeah, they did have a twenty um, car pile up yeah. on the highway. Apparently, no yeah. fatalities. But, but I mean. Yeah. But woke up to Jim uh, Flowers. I mean, you know, that's just awesome. And uh, uh, we uh, we ordered pizza mm-hmm. last night for dinner for the romantic. three of us. That's and I was romantic. like, hey, do they do it in a heart shape? Yeah. No. It just was a regular, it was a delicious pizza. She but said it was she just- wanted an Italian, <laughs> Italian dinner. So she, pizza. there you yeah. go. And it was easy and no one yeah. had to really cook and right. uh, barely any cleanup and all of that. Good morning, uh, Unique Autos and Advantage Auto and Credit, Karen, that's, and also uh, Cher- uh, Shelly. Pennsylvania is representing yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, nice. Glad to have you guys happy, here. Happy to have, have you all here. Okay, White Hat Wednesday. White Hat Wednesday. Do we have any announcements? Um, just a reminder about the March 30th March event. March 30th. Uh, watch your inbox. We'll be sending mm-hmm. out our it's, coupon codes and this and that. Yeah, week. it's now on the uh, the industry calendar on NADA, right. and yeah. um, and so there will be there will be coupon codes that are going to be going out for those that want to be able to um, to participate. Participate. And if you hop on, <laughs> B, yeah, if you hop on bhphnationtv.com, you can see the list. That's just a partial list yeah, of the folks that are going to yeah. be uh, there as experts. So mm-hmm. just so bhphnationtv.com. And you can see all of the stuff that's yeah. on that. And also, if you're a vendor out there that would like to be able to run an ad, a commercial, short little spot, 15, 30 seconds, whatever, super easy, uh, low price, um, just get on bhphnationtv.com and then look under the tab sponsorship and it'll give you some information if you'd like to participate. 
And then uh, other quick uh, mention, we got Paxton Wright is going to be with us yeah. from Primeline to talk about mergers and acquisitions on yeah. Friday. So we got that. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a good one yep. about, you know, if if uh, if a merger acquisition is somewhere in your future or if it's something you're, you know, you're thinking about now, um, really good information. I bet you a lot of people didn't realize that uh, Paxton, the company Paxton works for, Primalund actually helps with that, some of that kind, kind of thing too. Yep. Yeah. So, so should we bring our guest in? Yeah. Our favorite Are you low ready? tech Are you redneck, ready? as he okay. calls himself. <laughs> that's me. That's that's Jared Halstead. <laughs> good in Arizona. morning, Jared. Good morning, my friends. How are you guys? We're outstanding. We're good. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. really good. We made it halfway through the week. We're doing good. I know. I yeah. know. Well, and our our list of things to do for the week is is shortening. So that's always great too. Right. Right. Yeah. Go to the Apple Store. Get your phone repaired. Right. Right. Yeah, had to do it. Had to start it with. He line. started. I mean, okay. So now, those of you who know, um, both of us on social, both of us, the three of us yeah. on social media, <laughs> um, that there is this debate, and we actually ask it a lot of times when we have um, someone on the show that hasn't been on the show, and we're kind of getting to know them, is Apple or Android. Yeah. And um, I did a poll back in October. Did a poll, and, and what I thought was true ended up being true. About, <laughs> so, at least according to the Facebook groups uh, that we're a part of, we're outnumbered, Jared, about two to one. Jared mm -hmm. calls us Android warriors. Yes, that's right. I sometimes yeah. think I'm the last Android holdout, so I'm glad well, to find you out. You Jared, you're, yeah, you're there are there others me. though. We there we, are some others, yeah. And so we kind of, you know, when we were talking about what we wanted to talk about today. We were like, we, we thought about, um, friendly competition. Mm -hmm. And so the first person that we considered, of uh, that would be a really great addition to this conversation. Thank you, George. And it's a third freezing 35. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I said the uh, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I'm cold. with you, George. Queen yeah. Creek's cold too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, you know, the, the person that we thought about, especially since it's a white hat, Wednesday is our white hat dealer friend, um, NIADA board member, VP of region four, four, four. I got it right. Yay. <clears throat> um, and, and fellow dealer out there, Jared, Mr. Jared Halstead. And, uh, you're also the president of the board for AIADA or for Arizona independent automobile dealers association. I said that. I am. Excellent. So you're like super plugged in, super busy, super, I mean, busy. I think that's probably an understatement. Yeah, I, I do have a busy schedule. That is for sure. <laughs> um, well, and you guys had a busy stretch. Yeah. Obviously, the announcement about Jeff Martin stepping into oh, the yeah. CEO role. That's, couldn't that's, be more excited about that. That's a big one. That and the Buckeye deal. I mean, there's been a lot going on at NIDA that's, that's, that's kept us very, very busy. And, of course, states all have their own. You guys were just at our coming out of convention season going into two giant announcements like that. Um, I feel like I'm on vacation this week. There's just not much to do. Everything's every, the world's problems are solved. Life is good. So, so we don't. We, <laughs> all right. So the NIADA doesn't have anything else big that's coming down the coming down the pipe. So we can like take a breath and it's like, what? What's next? Uh, well, we do. We we've got the Buy Here Pay Your Nation TV event coming up on March 30th that uh, that we're yeah. happy to be a part of. Oh, See yeah. what I did there? See yeah. I did that? You nice. did that. That was really that. there. You go. Hey, Absolutely. thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for the plug. Yeah. Um, well, you guys are always plugging us. We got it. We got to give it back to the people we love the most. I thank you. That. Well, That's we good. do have quite a few um, 
people that are on the, you know, part of NIADA and state organizations that are going to be part of that. So thank mm -hmm. you. And I think it'll just add a lot of enrichment to the conversation. But back to the topic at hand. It's not, listeners, dear listeners, it's not about an Apple versus Android. Although that's a lot of fun and we, and you will continue to see us go back and forth. And, and I have to say, I am not nearly as quick as these two when it comes to like the comebacks. The it's like, it takes me a minute. And by the, by, by the time I'm one of those that wakes up in the middle and I goes, Oh, that's what I should have said. That's me. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. yeah. laughs> I'm not super fast, but She's, it's been fun. I've had more fun with the text message thread. We've had more fun and over there just back and forth on that. So uh, I heard Jerry, one. Yeah. Right, but be ready on the groan button. I heard a I heard a joke the other day about um, Jared. If you're a security guard at a Samsung store, does that make you guardian of the galaxy? That's a good question. I like that. We got sound effects, got sound effects over here. So. <laughs> so yeah, this is the stuff you can learn on TikTok when you have a smartphone, right? So. <laughs> I have other sound effects, so just bring it, man. Yeah. That I can do. I can think about that quickly because I don't there you have to go. Yeah, no, it's like I, it, my brain's all programmed into the soundboard. I could so. tell you, and really kind of the theme for today was if I think about what does mm -hmm. this mean to the typical buy here, pay here dealer, right? Mm -hmm. The whole, because most of us can associate. What about we, most of us either are sitting with us, uh, you know, an Android or an iPhone as a device. Mm -hmm. And so you think about what does that really mean to us? Like I'm all the time telling Michelle, wow. Yeah. People talk about, oh man, I hate giving up my privacy to, you know, the Googles of the world and they know everything about where I'm at. And I thought, well, they know anyway, right? In fact, mm -hmm. they know what I, what I want to buy tomorrow or whatever. So they know everything anyway, but man, the value that we receive as smartphone users today, in, in part because of the competition yes. that is, you know, the, the iPhone, <coughs> Android thing, you know, if iPhone were sitting out there with no real competition, not sure what that would mean to the typical user or vice versa. So I just think that it's an example. And I think we try to take that to, you know, what does it mean for the typical buy here, pay here dealer? Like the, what is the value for them, you know, because of the healthy competition that is education mm -hmm. for, for buy here, pay here dealers? Well, Jim, I, I think there's two parts to that is that you've got your healthy competition. When we're talking about products available for dealers now versus products available back in the day, right. I was with laser appraiser for scanning cars in auction back when it was on a Palm Pilot. And then even when you had to rent the little scanner from them that kind of looked like a remote control with a laser beam that came out to scan VINs. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and that was the biggest deal. And so I've been with them for, for quite some time until the pandemic. Um, and never really willing to to look into anything else and come to find out there's a world of competition out there. And that's just one market of it from GPS to anything. And and being able to not be so loyal to the point where you're missing out on something that creates you more value and more money because yeah. of the pandemic and, and other services available, I was forced in a way to switch, switch the way we operate. Like I think a lot of dealers were during that time. And in doing so, man, did I find some really valuable tools for my team that had been there a long time before that I had simply not been willing to listen to. So. I like where you're going with this, Jared. So like just as a dealer, when you're out there looking for solutions, solutions for your problems, solutions, you know, how, how do you make what you do better? Competition has been beautiful 
Because, it has been. Yeah. It's like, because, you know, you can find the right thing and that, that, that competition actually encourages growth and expansion and, and, you know, better features, better uh, with everybody that's out there that for, be it from a scanner to GPS devices, to DMSs, to all of the things, good advertising, everything. And, and no, I've learned a lot. I will say this from being the president in Arizona, um, Obviously, we have an amazing staff at NIDA. I cannot say enough about how amazing our staff at NIDA is, but most state associations are very insightful, like dealerships. You've got some that have three or four rooftops and 50, 60 employees. You've got some that are smaller, like Arizona, where it's, you know, it's the board and, and our Dave and one extra employee doing it. Um, and in doing that, a lot of times we get these calls, especially dealers, and you guys know, after convention, that phone rings. And it's every vendor that was there, whether you talk to them or not, they're calling you. And a lot of us... Business owners or business operators don't have time to actually listen to that, but and they're trying to compete for for their segment of the market. So they're competing with each other to get us. And we'll be in the present of Arizona. I listen to all of them because sometimes it may not be a product that I'm going to use specifically for my dealership, but it may be a product that there's a partnership opportunity there to partner in Arizona. Or I'm you know I'm still the new guy on the tone pole nationally, and they've got their own team of people to do that. But in Arizona, we don't. And I I have picked up just by listening. To the competition, you know, I may I may be set in blank blank.com that I'm only advertising there and, and xyz.com calls me. And now that I've been listening to the pitches and I started doing that more for the state association, get that out to other dealers. The competition out there is fierce and there's a lot of good stuff out there and some of it overlaps with some are unique in their own way. And it's amazing what's out there for us today. I, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, we were talking this morning about this and I've always been a junkie for self-help and self, you know, self-improvement, um, all of that. And that, you know, there's a lot of different ways of skinning a whatever, I'm peeling an orange, whatever it is. There's a lot of different ways to do that. And by having different ways presented to you, you find what fits best and you know you and, and you go forward and that doesn't mean that what's best for you is best for everybody else it's just best for you and for your model and for and and but they're all getting to the same thing and that's, that's exactly the orange yeah exactly so how do we take this then as a dealer in an industry in a market of other dealerships that are in your area or in your state or whatever how do we take this same approach to we are now the compet we are now one of those that are competing against others um in our market so what is it that we do that can help our dealership well and and i i put some thought into that because my favorite white hat guy uh, over there in uh, georgia um mm -hmm. he uh he said it, it, it one of the things i think it was on with you that his only competition is himself and i've always lived by that um, and, and you guys were, um, in town and met my, one of my best friends, Shane, who has the dealership down the road. There's only a few used car dealerships in Queen Creek. Um, and while we are a competition, in fact, we probably compete and, uh, have more fun with each other with some of those texts than the three of us do. Um, I think there's some things that, that like we were talking about the, the competition for the, the market segment, uh, from vendors or industry partners. That's one thing. We all have the ability and free will to go out and find those and be better and telling each other about those or joining 20 groups or DPG or the culmination of both of those can help with that. But there's some things that in competition that are natural and unique to your own dealership. For me, obviously, I've got a very country car dealership, a very unique vibe when people come in. Um, and I think that's my real advantage in competing is who we are, how we treat our customers. Now, every dealer is going to say, at least I hope every dealer says that, every white hat dealer is going to say right. it's mm -hmm. about how they treat their customer. 
Um, you know, I don't want to get in their pocket once. I want to see them every time they think of a used car. And I want to tell their cousins and sisters and brothers. And for me, that competition is, is really how I treat my customers. And I, and this may sound a little cocky, but I don't think anyone could compete with me on that. That's for yeah. me and my customers. That's, that's where I really shine. So yeah. yeah. How could you be beat on that? Yeah. Right. So yeah. Right? We, I mean, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> right. We've, um, uh, those of you who also kind of watch what we do on social media that we, um, we've had a couple of different tours that we've done. One was a queso tour. So, you know, I went through a lot of Texas and, and tried a lot of different quesos and, and all of that. And then another one was an old fashioned tour that we are still on because we just love them. But when I think about, um, you know, like a queso is a queso is a, you know, it's, and some of them are, have all the additives and things like that. Um, that, and the same thing with the with the old fashioned. It's like it's whiskey and it's a cherry and it's all of those kind of things. When I think about where I would choose to go next time I am in Austin, Texas, I'll tell you there's only one place I'm going. Only one place that I will go to get an old fashioned. And that was at the um, Kalahari Resort at that restaurant there. What was it called? Um, um. Uh, something cut, wasn't it? Uh, uh, double cut. Double, double cut. cut. There you go. Um, I would go there for my old fashioned above anywhere else in the Austin area. And we tried a lot of old fashions in that area. Why? Why would I only go there? Because the experience I had was, it was memorable. It was, I, you know, we, it, that, that um, there were people around that, that enjoy, you know, there, there was an enjoyment around the entire thing. It was the sights, it was the smells, it was the presentation. It was that we felt special. It was all, it wasn't the old fashioned. The old fashioned was good. It was the flair. Fashion. Yeah. It was the experience <clears throat> yeah. of doing that. Now, uh, same like with the, with the uh, queso tour. We tried a lot of quesos and, you know, there were, the, I, we have our favorites, mm -hmm. but there was one that shone above all others for the experience. And, and even though the queso was marginal, I would flipping go back there for that experience again, because it was beautiful. It was wonderful how they, they brought this tray, a cart out and they added cheeses and they lit it on fire and they're just mixing everything up and then adding the stuff and put it in front of us. And it was just like, that was a fantastic experience. So, so what you're hearing Michelle do is, mm -hmm. is rave about these things. And I think that's part of what we, we ask our clients to think about as dealers is, mm -hmm. you know, create raving fans and create that loyalty. Cause gosh, mm -hmm. we, we have the opportunity, Jared, you have, must have it all the time. Like yeah. you've got a, you've got a customer who bought from you yesterday. Mm -hmm. You're going to have three to four years of a relationship with them at a minimum to have a chance mm -hmm. to, you know, earn their business again and again to demonstrate, you know, who you are as a company again and again. And so this is where we have a chance to really compete and separate ourselves is when I think about the, the Apple iPhone Android experience. I think, you know, what is that experience? Like I know what they say at Apple. I just wonder what's the experience when those folks are waiting in that long line at the iPhone store. What's that? What's it's that so much fun because they have all sorts of different gadgets out for you to oh, play yeah. with oh, nice. while you're waiting for your appointment. Well, well I think their processor speed works similar. Like you said, Michelle it takes a while. Like tomorrow don't tell me that funny joke. Like, Hey, Suri, tell me a joke. Okay. I will tomorrow. Let me think of one real quick. You know, Android just like on it. So you said, you said something there that, uh, 
the, the earning the business. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> the earning the business. I, I've worked in this car business since I was 19 years old. And um, you now I'm 42. And I can stuff someone in a car. I can sell a car. Yeah. I can you sell can, you a car you didn't want to buy. In the, yeah. yeah. I yeah. want to earn your business. And, and I want to do it right. And, and that's really the upper hand. So when we talk about experiences, obviously, I mean, very few dealers have you're like the weather girl, everything's backwards, guns hanging on the wall. I've got tombstone and yeah, I have yeah. kitchen posts outside. So my, my dealership really is unique. I have people come take wedding photos here because it's very country. And, um, but it's the experience they get. And you can see that in our reviews and you can see that in our repeat customers, even during COVID. And we didn't track it as well in 2022, but in 2021, I think we wrote 64. I give a hundred dollars a referral fee. So that's more than one a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in 19, it was ridiculous. It, it was almost two a week of referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because of the experience we give it and, and car bang is, is, is relatively the same process. Some, some dealers, it's a little longer, some dealers a little shorter. We make it fast, fun and friendly out here in Queen Creek. It's a small town. And I think that that's really, when we talk about competition, that that's where I lead. And, um, you know, and my buddy Shane down the road, he's the same way, but there's only two of us. And quite frankly, in this town, if you're not going to spend your money with me, I want you to spend it with him and vice versa. We'd rather keep those dollars in Queen Creek. We are a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, so really the only competition I have is with myself, but when we talk about competition of vendors and how to be better, there's so much out there that can make us better. Whether it's how, how I book cars now to buy them. Now I've, you know, in the 20 years I've been doing this, it wasn't until a couple of years ago, I bought a car on the internet that was, I've sold millions of them, but it's trying to buy it. So the way we learn those things, those are competitive, competitive edges that we can give ourselves, but they're also the same competitive edge that any dealer can go find. The real competitive edge I think I find is the ones that's within us is who we are as humans. Um, who we are as dealers, you know, our morals, our principles, how we're going to treat that customer. It's not what you're selling them. It's how are you going to treat them for that three or four or five years, Jim, that you were talking about afterwards and how are you going to treat their family? And is it going to be the same for everyone across the board? And here we don't discriminate. We love y'all and we'll take money from anyone. So come on down. You know? right. nice, yeah. I think that's one yeah. thing we see. And by the way, we had these great conversations, um, on the podcast for that matter with, uh, Gordy Tormola. Yes. You know, I was the, just one of my all time favorites. Yeah. And he, he's the incoming president, right? For those who don't know, he's the president elect. So he'll be, uh, stepping into that chair in, in, uh, June. in June. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so one of the things that people need to know about Gordy is that he's one of the people that comes on the show and talks about this thing about transactional business versus relationship based you know, business. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's obviously a small town dealer. He's, you know, kind of rural environment that he, where he does business. I think that's a really important lesson that we can take. And, and obviously it's what Michelle and I spend a lot of our time talking about is helping dealers separate themselves, uh, you know, from any would be mm-hmm. competition by understanding that difference and being more than transactional, you know, and showing the customer, like it's one thing to say it, but to show it day after day after day is where you earn them and create those raving fans. So mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Well, I, I think Gordy's one of my heroes. I, I met Gordy through being the chair of the President's Council two or three years ago and, and got, funny enough, he's he's from Rockford where my, my father's whole side of the family's from. There's a road named after us. And uh, so we bonded <laughs> up. And also he taught me about fleece lined jeans. When oh. we flew into Texas, I was unaware of how cold it was me in Texas. I thought he had pajamas on under his jeans. So thanks to Gordy, I know how to dress. Next time they fly us to Texas for a meeting in the snow. I like wow. that. That's yes. Gordy, awesome. he's full of all kinds of knowledge. Who knew? You know, the guy's, the guy's a genius. Fashion but, knowledge. He's and, very, he's very yeah. seasoned. He's, he's, yeah. seasoned right? And I've, I, had been, I had been running this business the same way based off relationships. But when, it, when Gordy had said that to me, we were sitting at dinner one night after a, a, a board meeting I was there in Texas for. Um, and he was talking about that to me and it's what I was doing. I just didn't have the right words to put it to, to, 
for a guy like me that uses 50 words, we most will use five. You know, that's hard for me to say I didn't have the word. But sure. when Gordy laid that out, it's the truth. Yeah. I, I have worked for so many transactional dealers. It's all about the numbers. Did you close them? Why didn't you close them? Call them back. What's it going to take to put the dream in the driveway stuff? Yeah. And then there's the relationship ones. That you build that relationship, you build that trust. And sometimes that means letting them go. You don't hold them here. Okay, well, we know you're gonna be shopping out there, but we'd really like the opportunity to earn your business. So when you go out there, here's some things to be aware of. And I do school customers in what to watch out for because not all dealers are created even. They're gonna know if they walk into a white hat dealer versus walking that transactional stuff dealer. Um, yeah. And I try to make sure they don't get caught up in something like that. And, and 90% of the time I see those customers back within the same day or the next day and they're ready to buy. They've been out, they've, they've touched a few other places. And um, so there is healthy competition amongst vendors. There is amongst dealers. And that is part of the competition too, is how do you treat your customers and, and how do you set them up? If they're going to leave, how do you leave a lasting impression? So if they do leave and they go around, when it's time to decide where they're going to go back, that you're first on that list to come back. And that's the competitive edge that I think I have. Yeah. And I, I love think, it. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. I think one of the things that we see is like, you know, in marketing, like we try to help uh, dealers in marketing to also <laughs> story on the front end of their business is like we see too many dealers and this is not just true of buy here payer you see an independent retail whatever but it's like we see a lot of dealers that have basically advertising that looks like we're a car dealership and we have cars we're a car dealership and we have cars right that's very transactional to me Mm -hmm. and so that's like we 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 really have to uh, get better i feel like it at that's where we separate ourselves and because Mm -hmm. you know everybody could fit in the the uh, age myself by saying the yellow pages like we can all be listed in the yellow pages right? <laughs> yeah. but it's like when you do a google, google search they're all out there but what's what's going to separate us like uh-huh. what's our story what makes us different and so i think this is where the competition um you know is uh is healthy it's it's um it's appropriate i just think there's ways we can separate ourselves and this is an example of where it starts you know um we were kind of talking about a little bit and this is another show that we can do in the future um that uh, when I used to interview people for customer service positions for this um, national company and they were all remote, um, in the interview process, I asked them to tell me about their worst customer experience, customer service experience, and then their best customer service experience. And I usually shared a story of my own at the beginning to be able to kind of prime the pump for them to be able to tell the story. And, and it's, it's, um, I think that the consumer recognizes and knows a good customer experience versus a poor customer experience, customer service experience, and that the consumer wants that personalized, I hear you, I see you, how can I help you experience so much more than a transactional experience. Because it's, it's human nature. People want to be seen, heard, valued, appreciated, and helped. And Michelle, I think that goes a lot more further than just at the point of sale. I think that comes, we know when buy your payer, if these cars don't run, these customers aren't paying. And, and how do you work with them and set them up for success while also setting them up with the expectations on how we're both going to achieve the success together. So for us, we have a, a special program for our customers. We only work on cars that we've sold. Um, but those things do, they want to be heard, they want to be seen. And, and if they call them up, how many times in the buy your payer world in this rhetorical gym, because I know the answer, do you get that customer's like, oh, well, I let that car go because they wouldn't work with me or it wouldn't run or something like that. And, and while it sounds, some dealers may look at that customer like, Oh, they're just going to turn the car in. Well, they really wanted that car to run. They may not have had the ability to do it. And if it wasn't something they were out Duke's a hazard, and it was just something that went out. They bought a car with a CVT transmission, whatever. Um, how we help them determines, do we retain that customer? And not only do we retain their friends 
I'm not saying we have to fix every problem or pay for it. That's not the case at all. But how do we work with them? So that's the it's the whole way through from from the time you meet them and shake their hand. It's nice to meet you. I'm Jared. Welcome to Double H. To the time, hey, you just paid off that car. You know, we'd love to have you back or trade in or trade up. Um, the whole way through is is how you treat them and that that as Gordy says best relational. Mm-hmm. I can't even say that, but you know what I'm trying to say there. The relationship you build. Yeah. It's not transactional, it's relationship based. And, yes. and, and the thing too with that relationship is to understand. And you know, a lot of times people think, well, like Apple, um, I go back and back and back to the trough of Apple. I, you know, I go back and back and back to the trough of Apple. Why do I go back and back and back to the trough of Apple? People may just, you know, buy a car and that may be for three years, but they continue to go back to the trough of needing a car. They continue. It's something that they need to do. And so where are they going to go? You know, do you, do you, do you create a relationship where they know that you're going to listen to them and help solve problems, help them solve their problem? Maybe not pay for it all, but I mean, help them solve the problem. Or are you just going to be like, ah, I tried this last time and I'm going to try this next time. It's, you know, it's kind of to me like I bought a Dell. I'm going to go HP this time, whatever. (laughs) I I agree with you. And and, and we are creatures of habit, me and my androids. And Uh uh, you were correct. It's, it's bringing them back. And how do you bring them back? You know, and, and, you know, if you give them, you can give them 10, 12, 15 great experiences, but if you give them one bad experience, that taste is a lot harder to wash out. It, it really is. That that taste is a hard one to go away. And sometimes the customers we deal with, not all of them, but sometimes they're not as easy to deal with at first because they've they've been through not white hat dealers or not white hat restaurants or not white hat queso. You know, they 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 haven't had the experience. So a lot of times as the dealer, we have to be the one to really take a second step back okay let's try to look at it through their point of view and what they're seeing and, and how they're feeling that they got taken advantage of even that may not be the case and how to bring that back to to a very healthy relationship because that's what mm-hmm. we want is healthy relationships with our customers just like a wife a girlfriend a brother sister you want a healthy relationship you want to have contact and communication you want to have mutual respect and you want to have an understanding of expectations between the two you know and and, and where not to cross the line or what is crossing the line and if you develop that with your relationships when we're talking about competition I don't think many people can steal a customer from double H. It's a double H customer. You'd have a real hard time stealing unless you're giving cards away for free this Friday only folks. You know, it's uh, yeah. I don't think you're stealing one of my double H. We call them the, the double H family. You, if you're in the double H family, you're family for life. So, and even, you. even if someone stole you stole a customer from you, cause they gave a free car the next time they need a car, they're going to be still referring to me. You. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I can't help but think that a couple of things in that, if, if I can imagine what the experience is like, is uh, first of all, if I come to your dealership, I'm probably going to be heard. Like you probably listen and you care and you show it day after day. Like not just the day I'm buying the car, I'm going to see again and again that you really care about me as a person and my experience as a customer, right? So that's really part of what begins to separate us. And I know we could stay all day and yeah. talk about this stuff. Absolutely. I, I appreciate you making yeah. time to talk. I just think this is part of what we, we see as an opportunity in our industry and, and Michelle and I are enjoying just being out there talking about it and introducing um, dealers to this white hat concept. And just, you know, for us, Jared, it's about spotlighting uh, dealers who do business that way and kind of trying to show the benefit that they enjoy you know, from, from operating in a white hat way. So we know that you're a good example of that. I'm going to put a, I'm going to plant a seed. Uh Oh, okay. I'm going to plant a seed. And this is, um, you know, I, I, um, I look at the agendas for a lot of the different conferences and things. And it's, it's very, it's the agendas are typically very transactional. 
There's, we're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about underwriting. We're going to talk about compliance. We're going to talk about this. I would love to see a track about customer relationships. That, that is a great one. In fact, I was at a convention and I, I can't remember if it was 2019 or so. And there was a speaker there that, that talked about that, that, that really got into customer relationships. And it was one of the best ones that I took home with. I wish I could remember the speaker because yeah. it's so hit home into what I do every day. And, mm -hmm. and the reason that while it'd be really easy to go make a ton of money real quick, but maybe not see those people again, I'm, I'm in it for the long game. And that guy nailed it. I'm going to try to find out who that was and email it to you guys. One of the best yeah. tracks I'd ever sat through. Good. And 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 I really think that it's something that Jim and I have found that it is something that there are many dealers out there that are hungry to learn more and hungry to get better. And so I'm just, you know, putting that seed out that, that uh, you know, doing something that is um, gets into the squiggly lines and the heart side. Um, and it's Absolutely. a track. So, well, so we, we know there's a lot of places to get education and NID is just one of them. And obviously I'm a little biased you know, for yeah. an idea, but you're right. There's, there's all kinds of ways to prove in places to go find it, but stuff like that is really what gets people in. And, yeah. and like I said, I can't remember the speaker, but I remember the whole session. Yeah. Um, th those are important ones you bring home. For yeah. sure. Before we let you go, I got to ask you in the first um, 60 seconds that we were talking today, did you pick up on any subliminal messages at all today? <laughs> did you pick up on any kind did you get any kind of vibe that was subliminal from me at all? Well, I missed it today. I missed it too. So what will happen tonight oh when you're driving gosh. home, you will have this undeniable urge to write a check to your state association and you're a board member. Like you'll be asking yourself, <laughs> why do I suddenly feel compelled to write a check to my state yeah. association? So now you'll know. Now yeah. I'll know that you know. that's it. And if you're not a member my question to you is why not? Yeah. The value I, of membership has never been greater. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. And it's, and your example, you guys are working so hard out there to uh, create value and, and good experience and, and to make this association stronger than ever. So yep. we just, we know that uh, the association needs support of dealers. And uh, mm -hmm. so we definitely want to see them get plugged into those. Yeah, I would say, and if you already are a member that that subliminal message is going to be about you supporting your pack. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at, look into your pack fund, see who we can get in there to, to really help the industry. And, and remember that, Joining NIDA, the easiest way to do it is by going to the NIDA's website, but you're joining your state association first. Yeah. And the majority of that, that those dues stay in your state. A very small portion, a very small portion goes to NIDA. Something yeah, like it, that. Yeah, it, it's, it's so yeah. nominal compared to that, but most of it stays in your state. But it does allow us, and you get all the benefits of your state association and compliance and, and auction coupons and all that, plus all the benefit and powerhouse of the NIDA. Um, yeah. and, and you find yourself, like I said, I wasn't born into a family of dealers. I found my family through my state association. And because of that, I'm successful. And I mean that that's not just a cheesy thing. I say, I, I truly believe that in my heart, I wouldn't be successful if it wasn't for other dealers that took me under their wing. Like I was their own son. So you're good. Love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Jared, thank so you, we love so you guys. Much. Oh, we love you too. Um, stay, stick around for just a second backstage. Sure. And so we can say goodbye properly. Thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks guys. All right. Well, always um, fun conversation. Always a fun conversation. Really appreciate Jared. Um, have you know it's Wednesday. We have it's middle of the week. Let's hit it with a lot of uh, new enthusiasm for listening to customers, creating relationships. Join us on Friday and, with Paxton yeah. Wright. We're going to oh, talk yeah. about mergers and acquisition. We'll be talking about that in a way that will uh, you know be relevant to the typical dealer, even if you're not looking to uh, merge or. Be acquired. acquired. <laughs> or acquired. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be good information for anyone at any stage. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Uh, we will see you on Friday.